everybody hey hey and welcome to episode 42 of swiftcast this is nate ashley Haley, and so all right oh i feel like i haven't been on in swiftcast and actually i haven't been on swiftcast in like a month i think something like that yeah where have you been oh so many things so many things <laughs> well i guess most recently jill and i jill uh took a trip here actually we we spent the week together for valentine's day so that was really nice so we had a nice little, nice time together, so, so yeah, but it's been too long, I'm glad to be back, so, I missed all you guys. It hasn't been the same without a guy. <laughs> We've missed you so much. Oh. Ashley's been doing your peace outs with scouts. Oh, good, someone has to do it. I have, I've been keeping it alive, so Thank now, you. You can, now you can <laughs> take it back. Okay, alright, just for the week. So without further ado, it's time for Keeping Up With Swift. So much news. There has been a lot of news. Taylor is just one busy lady. She never stops. It really surprises me. I mean, a person, I mean, we're the same age. Uh, Like, I get tired. I got to take a break. She doesn't do it. I feel like I only accomplish, like, one thing per month. (laughs) And she's just, like, cranking out everything. So we've been getting tons and tons of news about album five. All sorts of little tidbits have been coming out. So that's actually going to be our main discussion, and we'll get into those details a little bit later. But very excitingly, Taylor just released tour dates for Asia, and that was the big news that Taylor Nation had been tweeting about for a few weeks, which we're really excited for Asia. We're really bummed that the news isn't anything for us, but yay, Asia. They've been waiting for for Taylor for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely for the Philippines, too. I know there are a lot of people there who are very excited. So we'll give you the rundown later on all of the specific cities and dates, but we're very excited that there is another leg of the Red Tour. And as of now, that's that's the only Red Shows we have left, and we're going to have to wait four months until those happen. So the London shows wrapped up last week, and right afterwards, Taylor immediately cut her hair in her video that we were all very scared about what her haircut was going to look like, but... Unlike what Grant said, she did not shave her head. <laughs> I'm glad. That was pretty funny. That Grant. I like Grant. Such a comedian. <laughs> they, you mean, you could tell that all of the agency members knew how nervous we were about it, and they were just making so much fun of us. It reminded me of that time when she cut her knee in uh, in Toronto, <laughs> and then someone's like, Didn't "Oh my Grant God, is she Taylor got her okay?" Leg amputated. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "It's <laughs> like it's fine. We just had to amputate her." <laughs> but we were waiting very anxiously for a picture of Taylor's new hair, and we finally got to see it, and it's really cute. I really like it. Me too. She looks like Carly Kloss, except prettier, in my opinion. <laughs> I really don't think I ever expected her to cut her hair that short, but then I feel like that's probably why she did it. I was okay with like any sort of haircut she did, as long as it wasn't like Miley Cyrus-esque hairdo. I was like, I hope she doesn't go that far. But She needs she a little something to flip around. Yeah, actually, I'm really interested to see during Red at the uh, Asia tour dates how I'm sure her hair will still flip really nicely. But I'm excited to see well, the pictures. That's four months away. I mean, a couple inches will grow back. I don't know. I think she's going to keep it this length for a while. I think she's bringing in a new era. I think she'll keep it short. 
I'm just glad she didn't cut it so short when she had her really curly hair. Talk about poofy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we were speculating whether Taylor was going to stay in London um, for Valentine's Day or come back to the States, and she did go right back to Los Angeles, where she had a lot of things going on. She's going back to her dance classes. She's shopping. And then she ended up spending Valentine's Day in the recording studio, which is always exciting to know that she's working on the album. Yeah, definitely. Didn't somebody, somebody just like tweeted in the past like week or something when they, when they got to meet Taylor in London at Club Red, that Taylor said that the fifth album was almost done. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think that flew around Twitter pretty quickly. I, so. I did see that. And mm-hmm. I have I no doubt. Is, but, I have no mm-hmm. doubt that she told them it was but i don't believe her i think she thinks it's done but it's actually not like i think she thinks it's done right now and she's gonna like change a lot more before it actually comes out that's my opinion to be fair on red she said that she wrote a ton of songs and then threw them all out so before she actually like wrote red so so yeah invariable will be right and there's a lot of songs she usually adds last minute yeah that's true yeah yeah i'm sure she'll be adding songs up until like a few weeks before it comes out but it's very exciting just to know that she's working on it and is eager to get it out and i think that makes us feel better knowing that there's a good chance that it'll be coming out in the fall like we expected so she's also been watching the olympics a lot and she apparently is now a fan of gracie gold the olympic skater i always love when she tweets like her support to random people who aren't expecting it and then they get so excited yeah did you see gracie's tweet how excited yeah, she was. Yeah, she was fangirling. Yeah, that's so cute. And you got to remember, these Olympians are regular people. So when they, the, the only recognition they actually get is when they get chosen f- to go to the Olympics. And that's when they get most of their media coverage. They don't really get anything except in their hometowns when they, like, win a, win at nationals or something. That's true. So when some celebrity tweets about them, it shows they get all crazy like us. I'm pretty sure if Taylor tweets about you, you're a celebrity for life just by <laughs> default. <laughs> she probably got so many followers. Taylor's also been hanging out with Meredith, who I'm sure missed her when she was over in London. And apparently Meredith can move her ears on command. That's impressive. Normally you can't teach a cat to do tricks. Taylor said that's the only trick she knows. <laughs> that was a really cute video. Well, speaking of Olympians, um, another Olympic athlete has his eye on Taylor. Nick Goper, who is a skier, and he just won the bronze medal, wanted Taylor to be his valentine. And he tweeted this really cute picture where he was holding up a whiteboard asking her to be his valentine. And I don't know if she saw it in time because I don't think that they got to spend Valentine's Day together. But he's a little young for her, so that's probably okay. Anytime something like that happens, I know like the guys, Swifties in the fandom, just like get on edge. It's just like, <laughs> just like who, who's this guy? It's kind of funny. Are you one of those guys, Nate? I'm not one of those guys. No. Taylor can date whoever she wants. <laughs> so. The Grammys were a few weeks ago, but an article just came out talking about Taylor's performance in the Chicago Tribune. Let's start over. The Grammys were a few weeks ago, but an article just came out from the Chicago Sun-Times talking about Taylor's performance, 
and they had a quote that we really liked. So they said, what a display there was at the Grammys. One female singer after another appeared in abbreviated costumes while lip syncing songs and doing sexual gyrations with flashing lights as if they were at a strip club. How refreshing it was after that to see Taylor Swift just singing and playing the piano. No gyrations, no lip syncing, and no flashing lights. No wonder parents like it when their kids like her. She has more talent than any of the others. That review gets two thumbs up from me. Me too. Pretty much hit the nail on the head, seriously, of the entire Grammys. I'm still upset about, about the Grammys, but that's another story. And I mean, besides all of that, like, besides the fact that it was just perfect on its own, it's true that it's so refreshing to see somebody do something different from all the other artists who just seem to be following the same trend, which is really getting old. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, I was just reading a review of Miley Cyrus's Bangers tour because it just started and I was kind of thinking about going, so I was just curious to read what they said about the opening show. And, yeah. What did they say? I mean, the reviewer was clearly shocked by just like... Oh. (laughs) I mean, he shouldn't have been, but, you know, just the blatant sexual themes, like, throughout the whole thing. And I don't know. It's just, like, I think there's a fine line. Like, I think, you know, a successful tour will have some performance elements to it, and some artists rely on that more than others. But from what I read, it just really seems... Like, the only purpose of the tour is to shock people, not to perform the music. That's what it seems like to me. And I'm not even, like, I think the out her album itself is not even a bad album. I think it's, like, pretty well-rounded and stuff. And I like some of the songs, but I just don't think that, for me, it would be a worthwhile tour experience. Yeah, it's interesting to hear about that because I read somewhere that she was not going to do any twerking on tour. Because Yeah, she... no, she obviously <laughs> threw that out the window. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, I don't, I, I agree with you. I think some of her songs on that album are okay, but I wouldn't want to subject myself to that. I don't even remember the rest of the specifics, but I will say that it said that in the opening number, she takes the stage by sliding down a giant tongue that's coming out of a giant picture of her own face, which is confusing in a lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. So, there's that. Hmm. Well, well, hopefully some parents out there are responsible enough to not let their kids... If their kids are too young for these kinds of things, not to let them go to it, I guess. I don't know. Because we know Miley doesn't care who, who sees what she does, so... I guess the only thing I can say is that the kids who were fans of Hannah Montana at least have grown up age-wise enough by now that they're not babies, but yeah, still, like, I honestly, like, the older I get, I feel like I have a skewed perception of, like, what's age-appropriate or not, because it just feels weird, and I don't feel like, I feel like I'm younger than I actually am, but I don't think her tour could be appropriate for anybody under 16, and even that is questionable to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I think that's what's so great about Taylor. Parents can just send their kids off if they if they don't want to go to the show, which I don't know why they wouldn't, but they could feel comfortable just sending their kids to the show and picking them up after and knowing that it would be fine. 
But again, if I were a parent, I would just go to the show too. Because it's amazing. Well, you know, some people thought it was pretty controversial that Taylor started wearing shorts on this tour. I, I think she's safe. I, I think that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so our last piece of news is about the One Chance movie, which is the movie that Taylor wrote Sweeter Than Fiction for. And we are really looking forward to seeing it around Valentine's Day, but unfortunately it's been pushed back again. And... Now it is said to be coming out in the U.S. on March 14th, so hopefully that happens. Yeah, hopefully. I hope so. I've been I've been waiting since September to see it, so. I really don't know what the big deal is. I'm not sure why it just keeps getting pushed back. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of worried that maybe it just won't be released at all, but I hope that doesn't happen. I wonder if they just don't think sales will do that well or something. I don't know. Maybe they just can't compete with certain slots or something. I don't know. Worst case, we'll just have to buy it, I guess. Yeah, that's true. But I wanted to see it on the big screen. Well, we'll keep you posted if we hear any news about the date. Well, now that we got the news out of the way, we got some we got some fun things that you guys have sent in. Um, we asked you guys um, what some Swifties did for Valentine's Day, so uh, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of responses. So, yeah, our first one comes from at Swifty Pride thirteen who writes that my friend got me chocolate covered strawberries, which sounds delicious. I love those so much. So good. <laughs> you had a galantine. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> a galantine. I'd never heard that term before this year. Yeah, same. I haven't either. I saw it from something Taylor posted or something that he posted about Taylor. There was like... There was a kids contest where they told you to tell them how you were spending Valentine's Day. I was like, is that a thing? Our next one is from Not A Lot Going On. Well, I turned 21 on that day, and I spent it like a normal 21-year-old. I ate a lot of food and slept. Well, happy birthday, Valentine's Day birthday. That sounds awesome. So our next one comes from Eve Swifty, and they write, My boyfriend, Alex Swifty, made me dinner. We watched Valentine's Day together. He got me Wonderstruck, Enchanted, and all three tour books. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's a good Valentine's relationships. They're pretty cool. <laughs> that should be a hashtag, I think. Hmm. That'd be a good hashtag. You know, I also got Jill Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day, and we did watch it. That's so creative of you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did get her some you creative ever think gifts. Of that? <laughs> I saw it for like $4 at Walmart. I'm like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> Our next one is from at gymnast underscore Alicia. And she said, I had a dinner with my best friends. That sounds great. Another Galentine's Day. Our next one comes from at Bex underscore XO, who says, I watched Journey to Fearless and ordered two pairs of Taylor Swift Keds for half the price of one pair. Best Valentine's Day ever. It's pretty good. Obviously, I missed an important kid sale. Yeah, I didn't realize they were having a sale. Our next one comes from at Yahoo Bananas on Twitter. Listening to Taylor music without a girlfriend. LOL. Now, I wonder, is this a, this sounds like a male Swifty problem. That's what this sounds like. That's definitely your department. And our last one related to related to Valentine's Day is from Swifty Always. 
The only thing I want ever for Valentine's Day is to go to one of Taylor's pathetic single girls parties, Swifty Problems. That would be amazing. She probably would make cupcakes and cookies. I feel like going to one of those is on many Swifty bucket lists. <laughs> so, um, so those were all of like our Valentine's themed contributions to the show. So, thank you all for submitting those. That was that was good. Um, we're gonna move into just our normal uh, mini segments now. Um, and our first one comes from at TaySwiftLove underscore UK on Twitter, and they say. Now that Taylor's cut her hair, I want to cut my hair. Hashtag Swifty Problems. That totally reminds me of Mean Girls. She was wearing flip-flops and cargo pants, so I bought flip-flops and cargo pants. <laughs> Actually, it's funny, though. I've been thinking maybe I should cut my hair like Taylor's now. <laughs> to be fair, Taylor does have good taste, so... She does, but so many of the things that she does, only Taylor could pull off. That's true. Yeah, like high-waisted shorts. Like, who can wear high-waisted shorts? Only Taylor and some other really tall, skinny people. But, yeah. Our next one is from at eyesopen underscore 13. And they said, I change my icon, like, every day because Taylor is too perfect to pick one picture and stick with it. Swifty problems. Our next one is from at Livy Donlin who recently went to some London shows and she writes trying to get the 13 off your hand the next morning. Swifty problems. Our next one comes from Swifty always. State of Grace now makes me cry because it's the first song I seen Tay do live and it was really emotional experience. I love that intro by the way. I think it's her best one yet of all the shows. I don't think I've ever said that. Yeah, and now every time I hear State of Grace, I get really excited. And then I get really disappointed because I realize I'm not yeah. actually at a show right now. <laughs> yeah, it takes me a couple minutes to realize, wait a second, you're not actually at a show right now. This is just on a CD. Does anyone else, when you actually like listen to the songs, picture the performance that's going on on, on the oh, stage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I do that. Mm. I, I even hear like the little... like instrument parts added in that aren't in the actual cd version right yeah <laughs> every time i hear story of us that's not the concert version i have to say say now can i please see you jump yeah me too <laughs> and then i jump <laughs> and every time whenever i listen to holy ground on the, the album version i'm like where's the drum solo <laughs> This isn't right. And for You Belong With Me, I always add in the hand claps. Oh, you have to. It's absolutely necessary. However, when I listen to that, I don't picture it with the Motown like background music. No, I picture Fearless, which was also such a great opening. So that's Hashtag Swiftcast problems. <laughs> we have a lot of problems. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Too many. All right, so our next one comes from at Taylor is my cure. Going on YouTube to watch one video of Taylor and then finding yourself two hours later still watching videos. Hashtag Swifty Problems. This so much. <laughs> so much. And then on every video page, there's like suggested videos on the side. So how are you supposed to stop? Right. I'm just like, I haven't seen this one before. <laughs> 
I haven't seen this performance from this day from this, shot from the other side of the pit. From this angle, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Always a new experience. Um, the next one is from at Jenna May 04. Lost my red CD, totally freaked out, then found it in a magazine in my bag. Swifty problems. Glad she found it. That would have been a total catastrophe. Our last one comes from Swifty Always. Literally stood up and announced to the whole restaurant that Taylor Swift was on. Swifty problems. I love that one. That is awesome. That's being fearless right there. Taylor would approve. She would applaud you. So now we're going to move on to our main discussion. And this week we're going to talk all about the fifth album. Or, you know, our speculations and things about it. So, so yeah. I mean, especially recently, there's been kind of at least a lot of, like, speculation and some news kind of surfacing that, you know is going to let us, you know, at least get a better idea of what maybe the fifth album is going to sound like. So, so first of all, um, like we, like we kind of said earlier, we were talking about how Taylor cut her hair for the, um, after the final London show, you know, she normally likes to do this, I guess. She normally kind of cuts her hair, does something different for like a new album. So I would kind of almost say that it's, uh, officially starting to be album five era. So, so, yeah. Which is very confusing with her just at announcing more red dates. Right, that's true. That's true. Out with the old, I guess. She's probably tired of it, honestly. Wants something new. I did. I did quite enjoy that video that she tweeted of of everyone standing around her cheering to get her hair cut. So. I have a question about that video. Hmm. Who was actually doing the haircut? I was very confused about this. Oh. Was there a picture or something tweeted later, and it was her sitting in that chair? Maybe was there someone standing there with scissors or something? I assume she had, like, a hairdresser come in or something. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell who it was. I was like, is Caitlyn cutting her hair again? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Is it, like, a team effort? And, like, they're all going to do a little <laughs> bit of it? Whoever would do it. I mean, that's got to be nerve-wracking. Like, really. Just like, don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. I just thought it was funny how she opted not to have Club Red on the last night just so she could cut her hair right after. So yeah, as we know, Taylor spent Valentine's Day in the studio with uh, Max Martin and Johan Schellback. I don't know about you guys, but that kind of gives me an idea of what maybe the fifth album is going to sound like. Um, generally speaking, Martin and Schellback normally do, like, well, I mean, they have a plethora of hit songs. They work with a ton of artists. Um, and normally their songs are, are pretty poppy. So if she's writing a lot for this album, I'm guessing, and this, this is just, you know, my speculation, that album five is going to sound kind of poppy. I don't know. What do you guys think? Our friends over at I Heard That Was Good tweeted me last week and said, do you think Taylor is going to write a response song to Justin Bieber? Because apparently he has a song in which he blames this person, supposedly Taylor, for like telling Selena lies about him or filling her head with bad things. So maybe they're working on that song. I don't That's really a think good so. theory. <laughs> I actually don't think so. I don't all. think so either. No, I don't <laughs> think Taylor's that petty. I guess. Yeah, I don't think she'll respond at all. But it would be kind of funny if she did. No, but I mean, obviously, Taylor's into some sort of pop sound right now. Yeah, which I mean, my my opinion might be unpopular, but I would prefer that she not work with Martin and Shellback. I know they do really great songs. But it just, for me personally, it took me a little bit of time for We Are Never Ever and 22 and Trouble to grow on me. 
And I, I really love those songs and I think they're great. And I love working out to them. They're amazing. But I just think if, if some new artist came on the scene right now and released songs like those, I probably wouldn't even give that artist a second glance. It's only because it's tailored doing them that I like them. That's fair. Well, I know you've also been around since since the beginning, so I know I know you you very much like country music. So yeah, I do like country music. Um, mm-hmm. I like pop music too. I just feel like it's just it doesn't feel as I don't know what the word is, but she's authentic. Genuine, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. She's so capable of writing her own amazing lyrics, and these just mm-hmm. feel kind of like fluff to me. Yeah. That's kind of like how pop music is, though. Like, country definitely tells, you know, like she always says, tells a story. Pop is, you know, almost kind of the same the same idea almost over and over again through each verse. So, so yeah, but I don't know. I have to pose the question, though. Do you know of any other pop songs that have as deep of lyrics as I Knew You Were Trouble? That's true. And I yeah, love I Knew You Were Trouble. True. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Like, the, of, just the whole concept of the song, to me, is, like, really lyrically complex. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, even just, like, the instrumental part of it, too. Even though it's a pop song, like, the way that it, you know, goes back and forth from, like, bass drop to piano to, like, guitar, you know, I think it's I think it's very well done, so. And Trouble, out of the three songs, is probably my favorite. Um, and I do think it has great lyrics. And and Martin and Shellback have written some really great songs that I do like. So I'm not going to write them off yet. It just might make me a little nervous. It'll be fine. I know whatever she does, I'll love because I always do. I guess my other take on it is that so many other artists work with them, as you just said. I mean, just a few examples. Pink, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Avril Lavigne, Cher Lloyd. Christina Aguilera, like a bunch more. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, so everybody, I mean, so many people have worked with them, and that's great, and obviously the reason why those people all work with them is because they're great at what they do, and, you know, those are some very successful artists. But I feel like Taylor is so unique that I don't want to see her work with the same people that everyone works with because she's so special that she deserves something you know i want to see her make something really unique working with people that nobody else does yeah that's a good way to put it when i first listened to red when it was released the songs that she did with shellback and martin i felt like she sounded like avril lavigne and kesha which really bothered me because just like ashley said taylor is unique she shouldn't sound like other people um, as I listen to the songs more, I change my opinion on that, but um, I still agree with Ashley. You know, she's really unique. She deserves to have her own sound. I think all those are valid points. Um, I noticed that Cassidy Pope, one of the winners from The Voice, uh, has also a song on Big Machine from Shellback. Too. Yeah, she's on Big Machine. There's a song that they wrote, it's called Easier to Lie. And that was one of the songs that I really loved on her CD. So just seeing that, um, and Shellback, so her her album is a strictly country album, right? Yeah, it's it is strictly country, and it's a great album. If you haven't gone to get it, you definitely should. So it's just 
even though like that they have written with all these pop artists, they can write with country artists and make it make it sound country. Right, and and they've also written with Carrie Underwood for Quitter. So just because they're working with her doesn't mean it will be a pure pop sound. And I think we've mentioned before that Taylor usually comes in with an idea and a sound and lays it on the table and they kind of just help her out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, for example, taking 22, I feel like any other artist besides Taylor may come in the studio and say, hey, I want to make a fun song about hanging out with my friends, and they would make a song. But Taylor came in and said, hey, these are the things I've been doing with my friends. These are some of the lyrics that I wrote about it. What kind of background music do you think we should put it to? And I don't think that any other artist would come out with a song exactly like 22, because I think it still came mostly from Taylor. And even even We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, yes, it's not the deepest lyrics, but... In my personal opinion, it still has, like, a certain brand of Taylor sass that, like, I just don't think anybody else would have. Well, on the note of of working with other people, we've actually had a couple other, like, confirmations of people saying that they've been working with Taylor. Uh, uh, One of them, at least, that I was surprised about, but... I guess the first one uh, was uh, Ryan Tedder, One Republic, and he said that he's been working with Taylor. Yeah, I guess I guess we don't really know yet whether the collaboration will be like a duet or a co-write, but I think it'll still be kind of interesting. So I'm really excited about this. Um, I think she's been such a big fan of One Republic for so long. Uh, she incorporated Apologize into Back to December, and I think wasn't he guest during Speak Now World Tour or Fearless? I can't remember which. Uh, but I think they've performed together before, and I'm excited about that one. I think it should be pretty interesting. Um, I'm sure that we've said this or touched on this on past episodes, but do you want to all go around quickly and just say who who would be each of our dream collaborators with Taylor? Because I think that's always cool to fantasize about. Famous or not famous? Either. Hmm. I'm going to need a second. I would really, really love to see her with Alan Jackson. I think that would be a really good collaboration. I just think they would be really cool. Non-really famous, famous-wise, I would like to see her with Mallory Hope. She's a really good uh, writer, so I think they would write really well together. Maybe Cassidy and Casey Musgraves, since they're just starting out. And maybe Danielle Bradbury. She could probably be like a mentor for her. So that would probably be my picks. Can I use a cop-out? Am I allowed to? I, I have a cop-out and a real one. Um, so my cop-out would definitely be, for the next album, would be Ed Sheeran. Oh, I gotta that going to be mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> as soon as you said cop-out, I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> I think we should stick with but people so that she hasn't already excessively All collaborated right. with. Fair enough. I still would like to see something, though, and I know they have more I know. songs. I know. I'd and... love to see some of their other songs that didn't make it to yeah. Red. Yeah. But my real answer, I guess, would be, I think it would be interesting if she did something with um, with Paramore, like with Haley Williams. Oh, yeah. And did yeah. something either, you know, either featuring, you know, whoever, either way. But, but yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting. I always like Taylor's kind of more rocky kind of songs anyway, so. Um, so, anyway, I think that would be good. It would be interesting at the very least. Guys, we have to stop for a second. Why's that? What's up? And we have to wish 
Ed Sheeran a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Ed. As we're recording this, it's February 17th, which is Ed Sheeran's birthday. So, happy birthday, Ed. And the picture Taylor tweeted of him was so cute. He looked really good in that outfit. Wearing the scarf. (laughs) That was hilarious. Well, now that Nate stole my Ed idea for my (laughs) pop-out. I would say, I think Taylor and Hunter Hayes would do awesome together because... Like Taylor, Hunter writes his own songs, he plays his own instruments, he just does anything and everything. They're both amazing. Um, Yeah, if I were to go with non-country, I like some of the older, like, alternative rock kind of bands, like Matchbox 20 and Third Eye Blind. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. And Lifehouse. So if Taylor were to collaborate with Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind or Rob Thomas or Jason Wade, I think that would be really cool. That would be awesome. And actually, State of Grace reminds me in a lot of ways of Third Eye Blind. Just some of the lyrics and the the sounds that are in that song. The sounds, yeah, for sure. So I think that would be awesome. Well, I have two, and one of them... And maybe even both of them. I've mentioned several times on the show before. Does anyone have a guess? No idea. <laughs> I think our listeners might actually be stumped because I talk to you guys about it a lot more than I do on the show. <laughs> I would love to see Taylor write, sing, or do anything with Gavin DeGraw. Mm-hmm. It right. has to happen. Like, he's to me, one of the most amazing male songwriters that there is out there. And I think he's severely underrated and overlooked for everything. And you should have heard her flip out when she heard that Gavin DeGraw was going to be at the Red Show. Well, no, I heard that he was at the Red Show while we were also at the Red Show. And he's down in the pit and we were in the lower level and there was no way for me to go meet him. And I was really upset. He ended up following us later that night on Twitter, though. I remember that. He did. And I, yeah, I nearly died. (laughs) So, I don't know. I mean, I know that Taylor is a fan of his because she had a couple of his arm lyrics back during Speak Now. And obviously, he's a fan of her because he came to her show. And he lives in Nashville. He's in Nashville a lot. And that's, I just, I think, I think I just hope that if I say it enough times, like somehow (laughs) one of them will hear it and it'll happen. Just come true. Yeah. But um, otherwise, more in the country genre, I would really love to see Taylor actually sing a duet with Keith Urban. Well, when I first heard that Highway Don't Care was going to be coming out, all I knew was that it was Tim McGraw's album and it featured Keith and Taylor. And I assumed that Keith would be singing on it. So I was really excited to hear him and Taylor. And then he only played guitar, which he did an awesome job. But I, th- I mean, he's an amazing singer. I've said that before, too. And I think that would be, just be great. Um, and, and just talking about how Taylor's going to be working with Ryan Tedder, the, the way we found out about this is he actually did an interview and he said, here's a quote from him during the interview. I did a little stuff with Taylor, who's probably the fastest songwriter I ever met in my life. I can go on record saying that Taylor is genuinely the quickest songwriter I've ever worked with. For anyone who doubts it, she writes her own stuff. 
any idea and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I like that lyric, and she'll have three options replaced within 10 seconds. She's like, bam, bam, bam. She's a, a bit of a prodigy, a bit of a songwriting prodigy. So I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. It goes back to what Ashley was saying about how she comes with an idea and has several other options in store and figures out what works the best. And she'll go in the recording studio when it's 150 degrees and not complain like we talked about last week. And again, speaking of the collaborations, we actually forgot one uh, collaborator that um, that has been confirmed. Diane Warren was confirmed as uh, working on Taylor with the song. So I wonder if that's going to hit on the fifth album. I wonder if, um, I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, t- to take a, an older kind of sound like that and, and mash it together, I guess. It, it would be definitely pretty interesting. Well, she's done a lot of songs for movies. So I was thinking maybe Taylor will do a song for The Giver. But I don't know. I hope she does at least one song for The Giver. It seems like it would make sense. Uh, But uh, Diane Warren has done a lot for like Armageddon, Don't Want to Miss a Thing, uh, Pearl Harbor, There You'll Be, Silver Lines Playbook. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, that definitely sounds like a promising combination. Yeah, definitely. And she's had huge hits from just from songs that weren't featured in movies like How Do I Live, Leanne Rhymes, and Because You Loved Me, Celine Dion. I'm kind of wondering, and I guess the answer at this point is probably no, but I've been wondering if if we're ever going to get to hear the song that she did with Pat Monahan. I know. I've hmm. That was so yeah. long ago that we found out about that. I hope so. Maybe fifth album. Who knows? All right. So a ton of stuff about about fifth album i mean it's i'm actually pretty excited now that some things are starting to surface about it i don't know about you guys but if anybody any listeners out there have any contributions that they would like to share um you can feel free to contact us and let us know what you think so all right and now we're going to be moving on to some red shows that sounds awesome that just feels awesome to say talking about red tour it's so exciting um so taylor wrapped up the london leg of the red tour on february 10th she did Fearless as a Secret Beast stage song, which is always a good choice. Uh, she had this really cute white shirt on that had this sparkly red double-decker bus on it. I want and all of her she, London shirts. They were so good. I love how she customizes them. She has them bedazzled like the Grand Ole Opry store told us. Yeah, they're so cute. Um, and she also had a special guest on February 10th. Emily Sand, who they sang next to me. I actually never heard that song, and I feel bad about that. But the video is great. Everybody should watch it. And if you do watch the video, you'll see that Taylor's knee is bleeding because she seems to have cut her leg at some point. Grant did not tell us that they had to amputate (laughs) it this time. (laughs) But we don't really know what happened. Hopefully she's okay. It actually looked like it worse than before this time. I don't know. It looked pretty bad. I wonder if it was done on the same... Yeah, it was her left knee. I can't remember which one it was in Toronto. It was also her left knee. I was there. I was like two feet away from it. I was like, oh, man. Oh, same knee. Okay. <laughs> it has to just be like a certain move or something in the choreography that she slammed it too hard or I don't know. But she she just acts like it didn't even happen. She just... She's amazing. She just keeps going. 
Um, so then on February 11th, I was really jealous because Long Live was the Secret Beat Stage song, which is a great song. Oh, so good. And the video is amazing when the, the crowd goes wild. She wore this really cute black shirt that says, I heart the UK. And the heart was a sparkly Union Jack. It looked a lot like her I heart Ed shirt that she wore at MSG. And then she had Ellie Golding as the special guest, and they sang Burn, which, interestingly, Ryan Tedder of One Republic actually co-wrote that song, who is now working with Taylor, so that was kind of cool. And then also, just as a, a little prank that night before All Too Well, somebody put a stuffed cat on the piano, <laughs> which was really cute. I actually, and- I saw on Twitter the fan who like was the owner of the cat like she had brought the stuffed cat to the show to try and get to taylor as a present and she said she gave it to somebody on the crew and you know just hoped that it would get to taylor and then it ended up on the piano (laughs) (laughs) wow that's amazing that is that is is amazing can you even imagine if you're in the crowd and there's your cat sitting on taylor's piano (laughs) Yeah, and so the fan that that brought the cat, actually her handle is at I'm a proud Swifty on Twitter, and I've followed her for a few years, so that was really awesome that I saw her freaking out about that. It was so cool. That's really awesome. It was sad to see the London dates wrap up, but I'm glad they went so well, and I I mean, even though I wasn't there, I felt like I was, so I was well, excited. Haley, Haley, you must have been disappointed that Prince William wasn't the special guest. Yeah, we we kind of have to go into backstory about that. After we wrapped up uh, recording last time, I had an epiphany that Prince William was going to be the special guest and that Bon Jovi was going to come out and they were all going to sing together, <laughs> living on a prayer again. Um, I did tweet that later, but I don't think anyone really saw. Maybe next time. Uh, shortly after the London dates wrapped up, Taylor Nation announced upcoming dates in Asia for June. Uh, and we mentioned that earlier in the episode, but we want to give you the dates so you'll know. The tour is going to be sponsored by Cornetto Ice Cream. So if you're an international Swifty, go pick up some ice cream because she's featured on it and we're kind of jealous of you. And especially because it's hard to ship ice cream to us. So yeah. we're actually if you find really a, jealous. If you find a way, that that would be cool. Yeah, you just need some of that like special ice to yeah, ship it. Yeah, just like dry ice. Yeah. The dates are all going to be in June. On June 4th, Taylor will be in Jakarta, Indonesia. June 6th, Manila, Philippines. June 9th, Bangkok, Thailand. June 11th, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And June 12th in Singapore. And the dates in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore are all going to be in stadiums. And we expect those to sell out very quickly. So it should be fun to see these dates go on tour and then have more updates and surprises. I'm excited. All right, so just a few reminders. If you haven't done this already, please hit the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. Please rate us about five stars, maybe. If you love us. We would really appreciate it. And it just helps uh, us rank a little bit on iTunes, and it will show that Swifties are listening to it. So we'll recommend it to other Swifties. 
And if you wanted to submit to any of our mini segments or just write into us or talk to us, these are our contact method. On Taylor Connect, we are SwiftCast13. On Twitter, we are SwiftCast13. On the web, we are SwiftCast13.com. And on Facebook, we are The SwiftCast. And if you would like our email, we are TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com. All right, so finally, next week, Taylor will. I think she's going to go record that collaboration with Gavin DeGraw for me. (laughs) (laughs) Although he's touring, so that might be difficult. I think she's going to tweet a picture about Meredith and or Ed Sheeran. Seems pretty likely. And possibly Ed's cat also. We need a picture of Meredith with Ed's cat. Yes, that's what's going to happen next week. (laughs) Although I guess they're in different countries and it's kind of hard to take cats between countries. That's also true. Well, is his cat at home in the UK or is his cat at home in Nashville? I would guess in the UK, but I don't know. Yeah, because I think he got him in the UK. I don't know. I'm going to go with the most likely option, which Taylor will probably go to dance studio again this week. You're always the realist. Hey, last week I said she was going to have Valentine's Day with Ed, and I was totally wrong about that. That's true. You took a chance. I think she's going to try to teach Meredith some more tricks. I hope so. I don't know about you guys. I had a lot of fun recording this episode. It had been way too long. We had a lot of fun of you being back on. Well, thank you. <laughs> so much exciting news. I like can't process it all. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting really excited about the fifth album. I don't know how I can wait. It's only February. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully next week we'll have a ton more news to share with you guys. So, uh, for episode 42, this has been Nate. Ashley. Haley. And Steph. See you next week, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.